I've got such an exciting interview to bring you today. We're chatting with Lynn LaFondaluca. Lynn is the executive director of the Association of Club Catering Professionals. And this association must be doing something right because in just a few short years, they've grown the organization to over 400. Lynn shares some amazing insights during her interview. We discuss some results from her 2015 benchmarking survey. Lynn shares with us some of the big trends that are happening in catering in the food and beverage department. And you're going to find out why Lynn just might be the Oprah of the private club industry. It's a fascinating look, and no matter what your position at the club, you're going to get a lot out of this one. Now, before we talk to Lynn, I want to make some announcements for you. From the National Club Association, their 2016 National Club Conference will be moving to Chicago May 19th through the 21st. If you'd like to attend that conference and to get more information, simply visit nationalclub.org. And from the Professional Club Marketing Association, they are now offering all members leadership and professional development coaching as part of their annual membership. This resource is offered on a quarterly basis, and it will happen next week, Tuesday, February 9th. Contact info at AskPCMA for more information, or visit askpcma.org join to get started today. Now, I also want to tell you about some of our upcoming guests to the show. Next week, we're going to have Alistair Dunsmere. Alistair is the editor of Golf Club Management Magazine, which is a publication out of the UK. On February 15th, we're going to have Rick Coffey. He is the M3 manager at Club Essential. And on February 22nd, Susan Green, president of the Professional Club Marketing Association. We have a ton of exciting guests in February for you, so keep listening to the show. It drops every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and of course on our website, privateclubradio.com. And while we're on the subject of privateclubradio.com, I want to remind you that if you have an event or an industry announcement, you can fill out the form on privateclubradio.com and have that news right here on this show. Also, if you've got a great story, if your club is doing something unique, something interesting in the club industry, I want to hear about it, and so do our listeners. So on that site, you can also fill out the contact form, and you can tell us about what it is that you're doing that's exciting that people need to hear about. So I think we are ready to bring on today's featured guest. I'm excited to be joined today by Lynn LaFond DeLuca. Lynn is the executive director of the Association of Club Catering Professionals and a private club industry catering consultant. She has worked within the private club industry for 26 years, conducts seminars and workshops for the private club industry, and loves helping clubs achieve financial catering success while providing a superior member experience. Lynn is considered a premier speaker and educator for catering in the private club world. And in 2014, she was honored to be named one of the most influential women in the private club industry by Boardroom Magazine. Lynn, welcome to Private Club Radio. Thank you so much, Gabe. Great to be here. Lynn, you're the first woman I've interviewed on this show. And when I saw you were named one of the most influential women in the industry, I knew I wanted to talk to you right away. Oh, thank you. It's I love that that I'm the first woman. I, you know, it seems to be um, 
kind of a theme here that I'm the first woman in this private club industry doing a lot of things because uh, we, uh, we, you know, there's not a lot of women that are in, uh, in, you know, high positions here, but I'm excited. We have a new, a new woman president coming into CMAA this year as well. So it's going to be a great year. All right. So tell me about the Association of Club Catering Professionals. Why did you start that organization? Well, it was back in um, 2011 is actually when we launched the association. But you know, many years prior to that, uh, you know, I've been in this industry, as you said, 26 years, you know, long time. And um, one of my positions was I was the vice president of uh, membership and sales, um, including private events for Club Corp. And so in that position, I was in charge of training and you know providing resources for just my catering directors in Club Corp. And, um, you know, I found everything I did when I would do a meeting or um, do, do any kind of online you know, education, I was creating everything from scratch because there really was no resources out there currently available that specifically targeted this department in the private club. There were associations providing resources for every other department, membership, PGA for the golf pros, CMAA for the club managers, you know, National Club Association. There was nothing specifically for these catering directors. And I kept finding myself saying, gosh, somebody should start an association for catering directors because we need this. And so um, a few years after that, I just happened to one day you know, think, I don't think I'll just write a business plan. And nobody seems to be doing this, so you know, maybe I should. So I wrote a business plan and thought, okay, this is, this is probably a good idea. So launched the association just because there was a tremendous need. You know, um, our larger you know, corporate-owned uh, type of companies, they have an infrastructure. They usually can get their teams you know, together. They can provide you know, some, uh, some resources. The vast majority of our industry, though, um, are the member-owned um, clubs, and typically they're kind of operating out there on an island, don't have a lot of resources or things at their fingertips. They don't have a kind of a team that they can go to. So that's what we found that seems to be such a, just a huge benefit for all these clubs when we get together at our, at our conference. They just, being in the same room together where everybody's talking the same language, they are so excited to just feel like, oh, my gosh, somebody gets me. Somebody knows what I'm doing. And, and uh, it's just been phenomenal. It's just we've, we've you know, been on a very steep growing curve, which is wonderful. And uh, the clubs really seem to be embracing the association because of the benefit we're providing. Yeah, I can imagine when you're starting something new, it's, it's everything is new. So how has the association evolved since 2011? What, what, what lessons have you learned and how is your association moving forward? Well, I, you know, in the beginning, um, you know, we just kind of you start something like this, you think it's a good idea. You know, you're not quite sure how people are going to you know, respond to it. But you know, that's been the fuel that has, I think, just allowed us to keep thinking of <clears throat> new and different ideas and to keep growing. It's just how the clubs have responded to the things we've put in front of them. Um, we now offer all different types of education um, online, you know, webinars. Um, we do personal mentoring sessions with our clubs. We're super excited because in 2016, we are launching a certification program for the catering directors in the clubs. It's the first one ever, um, you know, like, you know, like this, that um, will provide somebody the opportunity to be a certified club catering professional specific to private clubs. And we found, we did a benchmarking study and 
2015. That, again, was the first one of its kind. Everything is kind of, you know, a first. There never was a benchmarking study that specifically was about the catering department. One of the interesting things in that was that we found that over 90% of the club's catering professionals do not have any type of certification but wanted one. So that's coming. We're really excited for that to be launched in 2016. Oh, that's amazing. How many members do you have in your organization right now? Right now, we are hovering right below 200. Um, and so in a four-year period, that's been a you know, good, you know, pretty good growth, new pace. Um, we're, we are, the more time that goes by, we find that that's just the key of people just keep finding out about us. And it seems like, you know, once a club finds out that you know, we're here, we're available, exactly what it is we provide, it's kind of a no-brainer, and they're, and they're jumping on board. So um, that's just kind of been our growth curve is just, like, getting the word out, getting people to find out, you know, we're here, we have these wonderful resources for your catering department. So you're based out of Southern California. What are some other pockets of the country where members are coming from for you? We have almost all the states represented. We have a pretty a pretty wonderful spread across the United States and actually Canada um, as well. But kind of our main pockets where we find most of our um, of our membership coming from is um, uh, California, both Southern and Northern California. We've got you know lots of clubs in those areas: Texas, Florida, and then that kind of Northeast corridor from like Washington D.C. on up through New York, New Jersey area. So, you know, very typical of the private club industry and where most of the clubs are, that, that's, you know, very much where our, you know, most dense populations are of our members. Do you have a plan to divide things up by subchapters at some point? We do. Well, you know, in the beginning, you can't launch your chapters immediately because you have to wait till you have, obviously, you know, members in any given area. Sure. So we're keeping our eye on the areas of the country that have um, the biggest, you know, demographic, like where most of our members are, those areas I just mentioned, you know, to you. And then within those within those markets, like, let's say, Texas. Okay, Houston seems to be huge. So Houston is going to be one of the first areas that you know, we will launch a chapter in just because of you know how many members we currently have there. And what's really wonderful is that people have started meeting at the conference, at our national conference every year, and we make it a point to let them know who else in the room is from their particular area. And our members can also look that up online on our website. And they've started getting together on their own. And I've attended some of these you know, meetings where they're just like, we just want to keep this energy going after conference. Let's just like meet at each other's clubs, you know, once every other month or something. So that's what they're doing. And they're kind of organically now creating these chapters on their own by starting to meet. So it's just, it's so exciting to watch this happen. I just absolutely love it. That's super. Um, so if I'm a catering professional, what are some of the benefits of being a member of the ACCP? Well, we have um, we have our online webinar series where at this point we have about, I think, 24, 25 recorded webinars on our website um, in our library. So our members have access to that. They can watch those at will. You know, whenever they want, they think, oh my gosh, I need some specific education on how to partner with my membership director to increase my prospecting, or I need to know how to balance between my member events and my, my private events, or um, how do I position the catering department as a member benefit. So 
all these little specific topic webinars are on the website. They can go watch those, you know, um, anytime they want. They're all about 45 minutes or an hour. There's also a section on our website of all sorts of other you know, resources, white papers, marketing plan templates, form letters that we know that they use every day. All of that stuff is in place, job descriptions, um, all sorts of wonderful things um, of that sort. And then um, our national conference um, is our our big conference every year. We absolutely love getting everybody um, together. And our members always get preferred pricing. Um, so anytime we do a networking event around the country or a national conference, our members get preferred pricing on that. As well as we have partnered with several industry vendors. We call them creative partners. We like that term a little better. And um, there is discounting that is available above and beyond like wholesale pricing. So for example, we have a linen company. So anybody, a hotel, a club, you know, who's renting um, renting linens, like specialty, you know, kind of linen, will get a wholesale price. Our members get an additional 10% on top of that. And we have those kind of um, partnerships in place with several different um, industry, just leading, leading creative partners. So some of our members have told us those discounts alone pay for their membership for the entire year. So that's been really fun to kind of see them take advantage of all of that. Nice. And then our premier membership um, um, also adds in those personal mentoring sessions that I mentioned before. So um, a premier member, um, four times a year, we get on the phone in a kind of a structured call. And you know, really, those sessions are for whatever that individual or that club wants to do. We don't set the agenda for that. Um, in the beginning, we talked to them about, okay, what is it that you need? What do you need to do this year? What are your goals? And then that's what we create those agendas for those calls around is specifically what each club needs. So those calls are different for every single club we work with. So it sounds like you're providing tools and education, things that people missed out. They don't give you in college. They don't give you anywhere else. You're providing the tools and and resources that you saw that the industry needed didn't exist before. Exactly. Exactly. There's, um, you know, a lot of our, most of our catering directors actually didn't come from a college hospitality degree background. Um, And not that that, would, I mean, it, that you know, definitely helps, and it's absolutely wonderful because you get your you know mindset. But this is really everyday in the trenches, practical application type of education and training. And um, we just like to think like if the clubs can hire the right person with the right attitude, we can turn them into a catering director if they're not already. In fact, I get that call a lot from club managers that I work with. They're like, we have this amazing person in place, but you need to turn her into a catering director. And so that's what we do. <laughs> that's wonderful. So um, tell me a little bit about how our catering and event departments, how are those impacting the overall club? Well, Gabe, it's huge because, you know, of all the clubs, when you look across our industry and there's all these varied different types of clubs, we have yacht clubs, golf clubs, country clubs, fitness, wellness. The one thing that every single one of those clubs has in common is food and beverage. They all provide food and beverage. And it's the it's really one of the biggest opportunities we have in our club to show our relevance and real like excitement about entertaining and food and beverage on a daily basis. So it's what really keeps gives like a wow factor to the club. So we're finding that 
you know, by providing a really, really superior experience on the food and beverage side, it's helping with retention numbers. Um, it's helping to just kind of keep an excitement. Um, we're incorporating all these wonderful ideas we teach on the catering side into that member event side as well. So if you can show your members at their member events, the events that the club is putting on for the members, what is possible and what this club is capable of, and look how we can take all these ideas that they're now seeing on the Internet and on TV. Like the Food Network is huge right now, all the celebrity chefs, and it's really put a spotlight on the food and beverage you know, department in our club because you can't get away with just putting out an inferior uh, product. People are seeing all this stuff on TV going, well, we want that. How come we can't have stuff like that? We want exciting things. So, and it's the department that can bring it. It can really bring, you know, the wow factor. So we're seeing it making a huge impact in the club. I've seen some local clubs here in Florida starting to highlight their chef, kind of making them the celebrity, like a celebrity chef. And uh, it's had some really great success. So um, bottom, how about the bottom line with clubs? I mean, Catering events is a big portion of that bottom line, and I think a lot of clubs might be missing out on it. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, we um, I mentioned in 2015, we conducted this benchmarking study, and what came about through all that, we were, ex- were so excited when we got all these, you know, results. We knew it was going to be kind of fun to see what all the clubs across the country were, you know, contributing to this, but when I actually read these results through and looked at what these highlights were this wonderful story started unfolding and I could just, you can just see this wonderful trail of just incredible talking points and content coming out of this information that just made so much sense. It was so logical to me, but some of the more exciting points when you just, you know, brought up was that on the average catering revenues are contributing between 14 and 21% of the club's overall revenues, which is huge. That's, number that's it's it's incredible and um on the average they're generating a profit margin of between 23 and some clubs as high as 30 percent from catering dollars now we're not talking food and beverage at this point just catering because as we know catering has a higher profit margin than our member dining outlets but from catering we're seeing 23 to 30 percent profit margin so this is making it one of the most profitable departments in a club. So wow. it can not only have an impact on the club in terms of that member experience, but financially it can just provide incredible dollars where you can turn around and reinvest that into your club to even pro- you know provide more you know physical benefits and new renovation. Absolutely. I think I read a stat, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard that the catering departments and the events departments are generate are the second highest revenue generators after golf uh, in the club. Yes. Amazing. That that also came out of our um, of our benchmarking study. Most of the clubs ranked it as number two. Um, Sometimes it was number three in terms of which department was generating the most revenue. But um, typically with, you know, across across the board, most clubs ranked it as the second highest, which, I mean, that, that's just, it's a huge impact. So what are, the, what are a couple really easy to implement things? Maybe I shouldn't use the word easy, but what are some, what are some things clubs can actually implement to start boosting up their catering and events department? Well, oh my gosh, I could talk for like <laughs> I know, it's a tough question. <laughs> hours on this <laughs> on this topic, but you know the 
The one thing we, you know, a big trend from this last year, which is carrying forward, I think, over the next three years, and this isn't an easy thing, but this seems to be what everybody's doing right now as kind of a launching pad, because I think clubs are seeing this huge potential. Um, lots and lots of clubs are renovating, um, and we are seeing, and this also came out um, of our benchmarking study, that um, 50% of the clubs are planning some type of renovation of the ones that have renovated um, over the past two years, 73% saw significant revenue growth. And over the next two years, the clubs um, said they were going to spend an average of about a million dollars improving their catering facilities. So that's kind of the first thing, like if you build it, they will come. So get your you know place you know, ready because once you start wanting to have more events and more um, parties in, um, in the club, you want to make sure that that experience is going to be you know, really good. But I always say, um, you know, beyond that and now how to actually, you know, market your catering department, always, always have that member first focus. So we want to start with looking at our membership, providing every opportunity. I mean, they already came to the club, said, we love this club. We want to join this club. They're already in. You have this incredible database of you know, membership you know, prospects right in front of you, that that's where we should be getting the bulk of our catering business is from our very own members. So I always say have really good programming in place, new member programs to welcome those new members in, give them every opportunity to try out the catering department, host a, you know, event at the club, bring in their friends and colleagues to host events as well. Um, I always, you know, when I'm working with a club, creating a marketing plan, which you know, we do a lot, we write marketing plans with clubs um, on a regular basis, we always say member first focus. We have to look at our members first. Oh, that's great advice in, 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 in any department, I think. Um, yes. Let's talk about your national conference. You have a, a national conference coming up in August this year. I think I saw it's going to be held in Nashville, which I was it just there is. last year. Great city. Um, tell yes. me a little bit about some highlights. Um, if I'm a catering professional, why should I be attending this conference? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, it is the only conference, you know, in our special events and catering industry, we have conferences. There are several, you know, conferences that um, that we can attend. They're all, though, for every um, industry vendor type in our special events industry. So you'll attend a conference and be sitting in the audience with a photographer and a DJ and a, a you know, bakery and public hotels. And it's, you know, everybody. When you attend our conference... It is you are sitting in the audience with 100% private club catering directors, and every speaker on that page is speaking our language. They're you know they're talking about our members. They're talking about your club. They know that we you know this is more of an exclusive type of marketing strategy, and so they're speaking to that. They know that you're not going to go out and do things that you know hotels you know can do sometimes. They know there's a different set of rules. So all of that education is specific to our club industry, and that is what makes it so incredibly different. So I always start with education first because I just I just think that education has to be on point and just spot on for um, a conference to be successful. Beyond that, we really use this conference, and I always tell them this in the beginning during our opening you know, session, it's not only an educational opportunity. It's an inspirational opportunity. We want to put things in front of them that they can take back to their club and go, oh, my God, we saw this at the conference. We have to do this. We have to serve this. We have to decorate like this. We have to do this kind of lighting. But also, 
it's a thank you to them because I sat in their chair. I've walked in their shoes. I know what they do. I know how hard these people work. These catering directors work so hard in their clubs. And this is an opportunity for them to come and sit in the room and we're going to take care of them. And we're going to plan parties and events for them to show them what it's like to be on that other side. And on top of that, we're going to spoil them rotten. I mean, we, there's like surprises at every turn. They get incredible swag bags in the beginning with gifts from all of our many sponsors. The sponsors love being in front of them because of their huge influence. Um, so it's just an incredible opportunity. We've had people leave in tears just saying, thank you. We just, <laughs> you've changed our lives. I mean, it's been just incredible. It sounds like an episode of Oprah. <laughs> it, you know what? It really is. And in fact, we've been told that before. And when we were told that after our first conference, and then at the next conference, we were doing one of our surprise giveaways when the doors fly open in the back of the room and my staff comes in and Start handing out presents to everybody. Oh and so knowing that people were saying, this is like Oprah, I started saying, and you get a gift, and you get a gift, and you get a gift. <laughs> it, was just, it was hysterical because it's just, but it's fun for them, and they get so inspired, and they take this back to their clubs, and I've had club managers call me afterwards going, what did you do to my catering director? They came back. They are so excited. They're on fire. I don't even have to train them anymore. You're doing all the work. So I just, I, I love it. It just gives us such great energy and you know, rewards beyond belief just to see the impact that this conference has on these people. They love getting together with each other, too. Like I said, they're all in the room talking the same language, and they don't get that anywhere else. Oh, I'm sold. I, I, I want to be there myself. <laughs> okay. We also have phenomenal speakers. Our speakers, we do, you know, like I said, agenda and, you know, education is so key um, in my book. But I try to bring in one, like, super high-profile, like, celebrity speaker every year. We've had, I don't know if you'll know these names, but our catering directors definitely know these names um, in our industry. Celebrities like Colin Cowie and David Chutera and Mindy Weiss and Peter Callahan, people that have just made a name for themselves. A lot of them have TV shows and they plan the giant celebrity events that you see on TV. And we're bringing those people in as well, just for some extra added inspiration. That sounds like a lot of value there. Um, speaking of that, I, I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, food, I think, is really just exploding. Um, Americans, in, in my estimation, are just a food crazed culture right now <laughs> with all the shows mm-hmm. popping up with all the celebrity chefs i think mm-hmm. uh restaurants are really elevating their game you know with all, with all of that how can how can some clubs actually capitalize on this well it's a matter of um really taking a look and i always like to do it as a team you know you know take a team approach on this sit down with your catering director your club manager your chef your food and beverage director whoever can kind of you know contribute and sit down and talk about how can we take all this? You know, our members are sitting at home watching TV going, oh, my gosh, look at all this. This is fantastic. And then they come to the club, and are we meeting that expectation? Are we falling far below it? Are we exceeding it? We want to make sure it's not like a letdown. So take a look at both your catering menus as well as your member dining menus in all outlets of the club. And, you know, it's not a trend anymore to to have healthy options, to have vegan options, to have vegetarian options. You know, it's not, I, I say it's not a trend because it's the lifestyle now. It's not going to go away. Trends right. kind of come and go. This is our lifestyle now. And, you know, our clubs should be a culture and a haven of just wellness and 
support. And we want to make sure we are putting those great healthy options in front of our members. And so I think just providing options on our menus, kind of incorporating that into the fabric of the menu, not just making it like a vegetarian special of the day. People just are starting to eat like this across the board now. The other thing really big is just um, on the beverage side, having some like really exciting beverage options as well. Mm. Um, Infused waters, healthy waters, you know, throughout, uh, throughout the um, the club. A lot of clubs have, you know, a mixologist now instead of a bartender. Um, that Ooh, is just I like that. Creating these concoctions. Yeah, they're just creating wonderful things. That's kind of infusing, you know, herbs and vegetables into these, you know, drinks and coming up with, you know, sign- I love when our clubs have signature um, dishes and beverages as well. Things that are specific to their you know, area and to the history of the club. I love incorporating that history of the club into your food and beverage offering. Really exciting. There's so many opportunities on the food and beverage side to just bring excitement into the club, and it's a huge missed opportunity if we're not doing that. I love that. I know farm-to-table is like a huge trend right now. Do you see any clubs capitalizing on that trend where they're actually sourcing their produce or their uh, meats and vegetables locally and, and their menus are changing and updating? Is any of that going on? Oh my gosh, a lot of that is going on. Um, and I'm, it's so exciting and I absolutely love it. Um, and to go even a step beyond that, they're not only sourcing things, you know, locally. And, you know, we see our chefs, like you mentioned, those clubs in, you know, Florida are kind of making kind of a, you know, celebrity, you know, uh, status out of their, their um, chefs. I always tell them because our chefs are now going to local farmers markets and shopping for fresh, you know, produce. At the local, you know, farmers market, I always tell them, you know, make sure they're wearing a chef jacket when they go do that. We want, yeah, it's good advertising. (laughs) Hey, look, the chef at this club is like shopping fresh and you know local. I wonder what he's going to make tonight. That's awesome. That's going on, but also a lot of clubs are going even a step further. And if they have land and space, they are growing their own gardens. They're growing all their own herbs. They're um, they're doing it right there at the club. And some clubs have such a surplus of vegetables and produce that then the members can come and pick um, produce and buy produce directly from the club. They can pick it fresh at the club, which I just, I am so crazy about this idea. Um, wow. And then also clubs like the Jonathan Club in downtown LA. I was there um, last month. We had a networking event there, did, uh, did a winemaker dinner. And the Jonathan Club, you know, it's a downtown club. They don't have land. It's not like a you know country club. But what they did on their on their rooftop, they took one of their tennis courts, which wasn't being used. Turn, you know, had a company come in, and the chef's um, father actually helped with this project. Turned that whole tennis court into a raised bed garden. Now they grow all their produce, herbs, microgreens. Everything is coming from that rooftop garden, and they actually have lemons, limes, they've got trees. It's like an orchard up there as well. It's very exciting. That is so cool. Absolutely love it. That, mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just another, I'm sure it has the community wherever they're in, just like talking about them, right? I mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. They've been written up. I've seen it in magazines. I've seen it all over the place. And their chef, who's phenomenal, chef uh, Jason, he's speaking it like you know, conferences now and kind of educating other clubs how to do this because it doesn't take a lot of space and the members absolutely love it. And it just, 
kind of shows that you're kind of, you know, you're hip, you're out there, you're doing it, you're, you're, you know, you're relevant. We got to keep our clubs relevant. And this is a great way to do it. What I like about it is that it just creates natural buzz too. So I know a lot, mm-hmm. there's so many clubs out there that, you know, by their bylaws or what have you, their structure, they can't do any traditional advertising, but something like that is right. just creating community buzz and people are talking about it and it's, it's doing, oh, it's doing the dirty work for you. Right. So that, that's amazing. That, like that. You know, that's exactly right. That is exact. And we love things that create buzz. That's just, and there's so much, you know, coming out of this food and beverage and catering department at the club, there's a lot we do that, you know, creates a buzz. People talk, you know, after an event, when there's a great you know, member event at the club, the next day, all the members are talking, oh my gosh, did you go to the event? Did you see what they did? Did you see what the, you know, there was a midnight snack, there was a this, there was a, did you see the whiskey station? Did you, I mean, there's all sorts of fun stuff that can you know, create a really good buzz. Well, I can tell just by picking your brain that those strategy sessions you do with your members are well, well worth every uh, minute of their time. Thank you. They're fun. I really enjoy doing them. We're going to wrap things up. I have just a couple of last questions for you. This is this question I call the bucket list question. So I'm sure, Lynn, you've had a chance. You've, you're going all over the country, I know, this year, and you've been all over the country to different clubs. I call this the bucket list question. What are some of the top event spaces or the top experiences that you can recommend to people that if they see it, they, they won't even believe it? Mm, like to go experience. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a good question. Wow. Uh, you know, I just like to, you know, whenever I'm in a new city, um, I and I'm you know visiting a club. I love you know dining at the clubs. I love seeing you know what they're doing. I do that you know every time I'm there. But I also get out into the just very immediate you know surroundings and. You know, I always look up, I do my research before I go to a city, and I want to know what the hot spots are. I want to know what's the hot, you know, restaurant in this area, because that's what our members are seeing. Our members are kind of comparing to their, you know, local surroundings. So just get out of your comfort zone and go experience, the, you know, every city has incredible dining experiences. So I'd say get out and, you know, do that. Get into the wineries um, and go do some tasting out in, you know, the wineries. Um, I mean, I'm lucky here in California. I've got lots at my fingertips that we can get out and do. And especially in our industry, we have so many resources just with, like, the wineries and the distributors. And they have all sorts of great educational opportunities that most of the clubs are not taking advantage of. If you call them and go, hey, I'm traveling up to Napa or I'm doing this, what can you recommend? They're going to go, oh, my gosh, here, let me put you in touch. We're going to send you here. You can bottle your own wine. We're going to send you here. You can. I mean, there's so many incredible experiences. Um, so I would say I'd recommend to the clubs, talk to all your vendors and distributors on the food and beverage side and see what is possible education-wise also for your staff. Um, but anytime you're in a new city, try to do something local. I love doing local stuff, and I do that with our conference whenever we're in any given city. We plan our menus and everything we do around that local theme. So we're going to be in Nashville. So you can better believe we're going to do like the Nashville hot chicken and all sorts of fun things surrounding that Nashville kind of a theme. I love locally sourced things. So every city has them. I'd say just take advantage of what's in your backyard. How about a particular club? Is there one that our listeners should visit? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There's so many. Um, Well, the one I mentioned, Jonathan Club, I'm absolutely in love with just because not only of um, 
um, of just you know what they're doing, you know, food and beverage wise. But the entire club, Matthew Allnut's an incredible club manager, um, and just you know the way he gets his team involved and excited. Um, you know, Greg Patterson does that as well at you know the beach club. So when you walk into those clubs, you feel it like right away. That sense of like, wow, oh my gosh, um, it's just you can feel that really good um, energy. Um, you know, some of these clubs, it's not the physical aspect that I look like. There's clubs you walk into and it's a wow factor. Like, oh my gosh, you know, without even seeing, you know, a staff member, it's like, oh, look at this place. But then certain clubs I walk in, maybe it's a little dated, maybe, you know, hasn't been you know, renovated yet, but I think it's just a superstar because I get that energy right away. They're doing things right. Mm-hmm. Their team is working together well. Clubs like um, um, Addison and, you know, Florida. They're, they've got just a superior staff in terms of that. They do a great job of, of like paying attention to the details and welcoming everybody in. And Cherokee and Atlanta. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many. I don't want to like say <laughs> it's like oh, there's just too many. It's like choosing your favorite child. <laughs> sure, I get it. All right, one last question for you, Lynn. How do folks find out about you and your organization? Oh, well, we, if we have a website, you can go to um, theaccp.com. It's uh, the, and, you know, T-H-E, um, A like Apple, C like cat, C like cat, P like Paul, um, dot com. And that has all sorts of wonderful information about our webinars, the membership, the national conference coming up in August. Registration is open, by the way, for the conference, so you can, you can, um, you can log on and, and you register now. Um, and then they could email me as well. And you can, if you go to the contact page on the website, that's probably easier than me giving you all the information now is just go to the website and my phone number and my email is right there and you can reach out. Lynn, I had such a blast talking to you, maybe because I'm a foodie, but it was just a really good time. And (laughs) thank you so much for being on private club radio. (laughs) Well, thank you for inviting me. It's just been a true pleasure. Thank you so much. I'd love to do it again sometime. Have a good one, Lynn. Thanks. You too. Wow. That was so good. I got the great opportunity to see Lynn just last week. I was at the PGA merchandising show in Orlando, Florida, and Lynn spoke to a group of catering professionals there. And what she did was really amazing. She broke down step-by-step how any club could add $199,000 worth of revenue just by making simple adjustments to their business model. It was fascinating. If you ever have a chance to see Lynn speak, I definitely recommend it. Well, I encourage you to come back next week. We have a pretty cool show. We're going to get the perspective of what's happening in the United Kingdom and in Europe in the world of golf. We speak to Alistair Dunsmere, and Alistair is the editor of Golf Club Management Magazine, and it was a fascinating talk that I had with him. I hope you can join us here again. In the meantime, don't forget to check out privateclubradio.com. If you have a story worth telling, I want to have it on this show. Simply fill out the short form on the site and me or my producer will be in touch. Until next time, here's to your membership success.